What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I want my best games on the best platforms covered by the best announcing teams. Period. End of story. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Episode 61 of the Announcer Schedules podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gill, along with the face, the voice, the man behind at Announcer Skeds on Twitter. It's Phil DeMont Mollen. We're back. We've got it all today. Man, oh man, Phil. NFL, college football, Major League Baseball. The NBA's got news. Holy mackerel. So much going on. Major League Soccer. You name it, we've got it. And we're going to hit on maybe a record-breaking amount of names this week on the podcast. Before we dive in, don't forget, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on the Last Word on Sports Media feed. That, of course, you get three podcasts for the price of none. We charge you nothing to listen. All we ask is a five-star review, a nice review, a nice rating, and all that jazz you get. Uh, tell me a story I don't know on Tuesdays, uh, Last Word on Sports Media on Wednesdays, and we generally drop our podcasts on Thursday, Phil, the announcer schedules podcast, we might break a record this week. Yeah, it's that time of year where the NFL and college football announcing teams are really coming into focus. And, you know, most of the announcements have been made by the different networks as far as who those lineups will be. It's that time of year. You know, we're just a couple weeks out from both NFL and college football. You know, on the college football aside, I see people posting that they've got their Phil Steele um, preseason magazines ready and they're they're uh, prepping and all these kind of things. And uh, yeah, it's going to be here before we know it, but it's cool to kind of be able to have some clarity as far as all these announcing teams go. And as you mentioned, uh, big news in the NBA 
uh, with ESPN's announcement becoming official as well. Okay, let's dive into the NFL. 21 days till opening night. We got Lions and Chiefs, we know, NBC Thursday night. That will be the regular season kickoff, but the preseason is underway, and that means we got a lot of announcers getting work. Yeah, I do want to give a hat tip to Daniel Ormsby. If you don't follow him on Twitter, at BigDan11, Daniel does a great job uh, keeping an eye on all the announcing crews as well, and he was able to gather up all the NFL preseason crews in advance to those first games these last couple weeks. And it's really interesting, Mike, as as we we look at the entire list, just how many big names, you know, guys who – uh, also have network assignments during the regular season and that kind of thing, and how they uh, make room for you know this handful of preseason game opportunities. It's certainly a chance for them to to gain some extra income, get some reps, uh, work closely with certain teams, and, and that kind of thing. But it's really fascinating to me to to look at these names and you know just how many are recognizable. You would think, hey, these are these are local crews and very localized, but not always necessarily the case. You know, oftentimes it's a national announcer, you know, making uh, his or her way, you know, to a specific team for for these uh, few weeks of preseason uh, coverage. Yeah, it's funny you say that because as we're going to go through some of the crews here, uh, some of these names you may be familiar with, some of them uh, you are really familiar with, and you're thinking, man, Ian Eagle really needs to do the Jets game, right? Uh, you know, like he's doing a Jets preseason game. This guy's, you know, one of the major voices uh, of the NBA. You've got, uh, I think I think Kevin Harlan doing the the Packers. I mean, this is one of the lead broadcasters for the NBA. Uh, he does a game on uh, the NFL every single week on CBS, yet there he is on his local Milwaukee station uh, out there doing the game. You've got so many um, guys that you are familiar with, national broadcasters, who jump in and do these preseason games. It always gives me a, a chuckle when you hear uh, these guys You know, here locally in Philly Scott Graham uh, does it, and I don't know how many people are familiar with Scott, but you hear him do a lot of Westwood One stuff. Uh, Ross Tucker does the games with him. Uh, but let's uh, hear some of the people that you may or may not be familiar with who uh, are doing these local preseason games. Yeah, just kind of going through division by division, the AFC East. Um, do want to mention, you know, the the Dolphins. You know, these names are are near and dear to. You know, my heart spending so much time down there in that market. Steve Goldstein, who does a bunch of hockey, you know, really the voice of the the Panthers uh, hockey team on television. He's the play-by-player there. As you mentioned, you know, these national names um, on the Jets side of things. Ian Eagle, as you mentioned, he works alongside Anthony Beck. And you know, for the Bills, uh, former guest of the podcast and another national name, Andrew Catalan, handling the play-by-play there. And, you know, I know, I know uh, you'll be keeping an eye on on some of these preseason crews in that uh afc east uh, mike in particular anthony beck who i know we've talked about before on the show yeah i went to college with anthony of course he was the head coach of the xfl st louis battle hawks this year uh and he has a lot of broadcasting in his background and played for the jets uh it's good to see him still doing jet stuff he also does radio down in tampa because he played for the bucks and he does stuff on their pre and post game uh on the radio down in tampa bay i believe so uh, Beck is still uh, doing a lot. We might have to get him on the podcast because, quite frankly, I don't know his journey, how he got in. I, when I was a college student, I'll tell you a quick Anthony Beck story. I worked at the campus radio station, and I used, you know, I knew the guy. I used to say, hey, man, will you come on the campus radio station with us? And he'd be begrudgingly like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it with you. And now here he is uh, 
uh, doing color for NFL games. He's done college football on ESPN and a whole lot there. So it's good to see some of these names. Yeah, then moving on to the AFC Central, the Bengals, their play-by-play announcer is Mike Watts. And for folks who might not know Mike's name, does a lot of soccer across all sorts of levels, including uh, you know he'll be doing some college soccer this fall. I, I got a chance to work with him for a, a college soccer game last fall. Uh, he's also the, the PA announcer, or one of them at least, uh, for a lot of the events at Madison Square Garden. But he's the the play-by-play announcer uh, for the Bengals preseason crew, an absolute Bengals legend working alongside him. Anthony Munoz, the, the Hall of Fame uh, offensive lineman. And then, you know, a couple other national names that sort of pop from that division. Uh, you see with the Ravens, the analyst working alongside Jerry Sandusky, who's been with the Ravens for a long time, is Rod Woodson, who we've seen do a ton of national work over the years, both in television and then also for places like Westwood One. Then Evan Washburn, who is a absolutely prolific, you know, uh, one of the top uh, sideline reporters for CBS, he handles the sidelines for the Ravens. So once again, you know, just more and more of these national guys get in reps during these preseason games. Yeah, Rod Woodson, Westwood One stuff there. I know um, back to uh, the AFC East too, Steve Tasker has done some, I think, some Westwood One stuff. So some guys who do national stuff going into the local markets for these preseason games. I'm looking at the AFC South here. I see the Titans, Paul Burmeister. He is the guy who does uh, Notre Dame football. He, he did it on NBC for years, right? He was the television voice, but he does the the Notre Dame radio uh, feed um, now for the Notre Dame radio network, Paul Burmeister. Uh, he's doing the Titans games there. Charles Davis is doing the games. With they got an A-plus uh, preseason uh, package there. Kevin Kugler, by the way, a guest of the podcast, he's doing the Texans games with uh, N.D. Kalu. I used to f- cover N.D. when he played for the Eagles here. Uh, so some interesting names. Bucky Brooks uh, from CBS doing the Jaguars game. So you got some pretty interesting names in the South here. Yeah, and, you know, Kevin Kugler in particular, when I when I look at that Texans broadcast, I mean, we've ta- we talked to Kevin on the show talking about a workhorse I mean, all season long, really much around the clock. I mean, he did the College World Series uh, for Westwood One. Uh, he's been doing baseball uh, all summer as well, you know, for for Fox. Uh, he's he's moments away from from getting going with uh, football uh, this fall for Fox. Uh, he is absolutely everywhere, not to mention all his his Westwood One work. And he was even doing some of those USA basketball games uh, this past weekend. So talking about juggling a busy schedule just this past weekend. I mean, he was doing, I think, four or five events over the course of, you know, uh, three or four days kind of thing uh just all over the place kevin kugler so <laughs> continued hat tip uh to, to kevin and uh folks can can go back in the archives and hear our conversation with him where he he talks about managing a lot of that and all the travel and so forth yeah you go out west you see another guest of the podcast steve levy the espners doing broncos games with ryan harris who by the way i think ryan harris also does notre dame football games um with paul burmrester so you got Paul doing the Titans, Ryan Harris doing the Broncos, Jason Horowitz, if you're a Westwood One listener, you've heard his name a ton with Matt Millen and Rich Gannon. How about that broadcast for the Raiders there? Uh, Jerry Sandusky, Rod Woodson doing the Chargers. Uh, with Evan Washburn. So are those guys doing double duty there, it sounds like? Yeah, actually, I think that might be a, a typo on, on 
our end here. So uh, let me let me get you an official uh, Chargers preseason say, team they're, if I they're, can. Yeah, they're going to be in two places at one time. That's a pretty interesting lineup there. That's that's right. Um, let's see. Actually, you know the, the let's see the Rams have Siciano, Whitmore, and Sandoval. I'll have to keep on looking for the Chargers. Oh, here we go. How about this crew, uh, Mike? In terms of the Chargers, Noah Eagle, Dan Fouts, Ladanian Tomlinson. Wow. All right. <laughs> there's, well, so there's your Chargers preseason team. That's a pretty big. Uh, that's a pretty big one there. Uh, and uh, Ari Wolf, Trent Green. Um, that uh, Trent Green, of course, did, did a lot of what CBS stuff. Trent Green was doing. Yeah, CBS stuff. He's done uh, Westwood One stuff as well. And, uh, yeah, just yet another household name, you know, getting uh, work here in the preseason. All right, uh, let's go down to the NFC East. uh, And a lot of big names here in the NFC East uh, for the Giants. Bob Papa, Carl Banks, Bruce Beck, and Howard Cross. I mean, some legends up in the New York market there. Uh, The Commanders with Chick Hernandez, Brian Mitchell, and Logan Paulson. Brian Mitchell... Uh, it's been uh, does a lot of radio in the uh, Washington D.C. area, and as we mentioned before, the Eagles with Scott Graham, Ross Tucker, Dave Spadaro, who is uh, Dave's got an interesting role. For those of you who aren't familiar with Dave, uh, he is the guy who like runs the website. He's basically like their website uh, insider, and uh, they use him as the sideline guy in, in uh, these preseason games. But Ross Tucker, who is really you know build a name for himself in this football space with podcasting and um you know he's a local guy to the area and just basically has worked his way up to where he's getting some cbs reps now yeah he's really um on the rise as of late a big off season for him you know getting the nfl assignment for cbs uh he also was on a recent release that we'll talk about later in the show as well as far as you know increased presence on college football with with cbs also so he's gonna be very busy this this football season no doubt and he's getting it started here with eagles preseason yeah so uh there you go um and uh that's the nfc east by the way uh, the Cowboys, Kyle Humans, Isaiah Standback, Bill Jones, and Haley Sutton. The Cowboys are an interesting uh, crew because they also have, not only do they have their home radio, they have their Compass Media radio as well, and they do all those games in the preseason as well for Compass Media. So, you know, the Dallas and the Raiders still have their national um, radio feeds for those stations out there that want to carry them. Uh, on the radio there. I think Danny White does the uh, analyst work for the Cowboys radio. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm out of season right now. Can you tell? I can't remember off the top of my head who does the national radio uh, call for them. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting as far as that preseason crew that you, you mentioned, uh, Cal Yeomans and, and company, uh, they kind of rotate around a little bit where different preseason games have different crews for the Cowboys. Uh, Yeomans will will handle the play-by-play for one game and then hand it over to Bill Jones. Then Yeomans will take more of a, a, a secondary analyst role. And, you know, preseason game number three for the Cowboys, Michael Irvin is part of that yeah. crew. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. You know, he's been, um, you know, 
uh, under suspension for for a long time, I believe, for with NFL Network, is it? So so it's kind of interesting to see him kind of um, come back uh, in front of cameras and that kind of thing. Um, you know, certainly uh, it's a situation worth keeping an eye on. But yeah, you know, the Cowboys switching up their crews, and like you said, you know, we'll have that that national radio broadcast of them as well. By the way, the national radio voice is Kevin Ray. The, the name uh, came to me. It's Kevin Ray and Jerry Recco does the. Uh, does the pre and post game stuff for the Cowboys? Danny White is the analyst there. Uh, I think Brett Musburger used to do the Raiders on Compass. The, I, That's he's, right. He's not yeah, there anymore. Until just a couple years ago, when Jason Horowitz uh, took over for Brent. There you go. There's where Jason Horowitz steps in. Uh, I think he does it with. I want to say like Lincoln Kennedy was yep. a part of that, and, and Eric Allen, the former Eagle, he might have been a part of some of those broadcasts. So uh, there you go; Th- those guys are all in the rotation. Let's go to the NFC Central. We mentioned Kevin Harlan with the Packers. Um, he he's been doing uh, those, uh, you know, uh, the of course he does CBS and of course TNT NBA, but here he is doing a. <laughs> doing a Packers game uh, in August, you gotta love doing. Uh, you gotta love your craft if you're doing a NFL preseason game in the middle of the summer. Yeah, you know a guy like Kevin Harlan, and uh, same goes for for guys like you know Ian Eagle and, and plenty of these others. You know the fact that they're they'll go ahead and you know and I I honestly think it's not just obviously you know the the chance to to make more money or anything like that, but I bet these announcers treat it especially guys of Harlan's level as sort of a preseason for them too. you know, get kind of the, the mes- muscle memory back, get the reps in that kind of thing, uh, you know, w- work alongside your spotter and your statistician and, and get the, you know, the juices going. So uh, cool to see that, you know, they, they indeed take their craft so seriously that, you know, they, they don't turn down opportunities like this and, you know, they, they use them to their benefit. Yeah. John Kuhn is the uh, analyst out there. I've had John on my show. I've had Kevin Harlan on my show, Paul, Allen is the voice of the Vikings. Paul does some radio um, out in Minnesota. Uh, Pete Bursich is another guy I've had on the radio here. Very good. Ben Lieber, the former uh, linebacker. The Lions have Jason Ross, Devin Gardner, uh, and Danny Rogers on their call. And Adam Amin, Jim Meller uh, on the Bears call. Adam Amin, another big uh, Fox name that you hear uh, doing uh, the Bears preseason games. Yeah, and and Adam Amin, you know, uh, works on those – Chicago Bulls broadcast as well, a, a Chicago guy. So, you know, uh, cool for him to to get to work these Bears games. Worth mentioning that Vikings crew that you mentioned, typically a radio uh, simulcast. So, you know, that's the radio crew, and they kind of do a, a double duty type thing during these preseason games. And then finally, uh, not finally, we got the South and the West, the Buccaneers, Chris Myers, uh, the veteran, is still calling games out there with Rondé Barber. You've got uh, – uh, Joel Myers doing the Saints with uh, former lineman out there, Matt Stincombe, um, and uh, the Panthers. Uh, Tyler Zarzar, whose name has uh, come up a lot. You've seen his name recently. Steve Smith Sr., who's done some stuff with uh, NFL Network. Um, so you've got, uh, some, you've got some well-known names there in the South as well. Yeah, Chris Chris Myers, like a lot of these other veterans, you know, getting uh, work down there in in Tampa Bay. Rondé Barber, who you mentioned, just got inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame as a as a player. Uh, so that's significant, of course. Um, part of that Falcons broadcast, Jen Hale. Uh, she gets a lot of national assignments as far as a uh, sideline reporting role. And I do want to mention Joel Myers uh, of the Saints. He's one of my kind of all-time favorites you know when when i uh think back of, of 
you know, guys like Barry Tompkins, who we had on the show, and some of the guys just sort of from my youth, who I remember as being uh, uh, key play-by-players that, you know, not, not necessarily worked, you know, the huge Summerall Madden type type games and, and that kind of stuff, but was always just a steady presence, you know, getting whether it be NFL assignments or college football or college hoops or that kind of thing. Joel Myers, I put in that category as a guy kind of from my, my childhood, and it's just awesome to see a guy like that still getting it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And then uh, out west, Dave Pash, uh, Ron Wolfley on, on the Cardinals. Uh, Kate Scott, former guest of the pod, and she has uh, got that job for the first year here with Michael Robinson, who you've seen on the NS, uh, NFL Network. Uh, Andrew Siciliano, uh, who I guess uh, he's doing the Rams now. He is no longer doing the uh, the, the, the red zone, correct? That that's correct. You know, obviously some big changes there. And you mentioned Dave Pash. He also does the Cardinals radio during the the regular season. Um, another one of these absolute workhorses. Whether he's uh, getting games in with with Bill Walton or or, or doing NBA, uh, you know, national games for for ESPN. And uh, here he is, part of this preseason crew with the Cardinals. Uh, and then finally, um, you take a look at the Niners, Greg Papa, Tim Ryan, Vern Glenn out there. Uh, Greg Papa, that name obviously very familiar uh, in this world. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, you know, whether it's uh, Niners, uh, Raiders over the years and that kind of thing, a, a big name out there in the Bay Area. But uh, I'm glad we did this little exercise here, Mike. I hope the listeners enjoyed it as well, you know, kind of shining some light on these preseason crews. And, you know, I, I think people kind of uh, take it for granted a little bit. You know, these games don't get the, the highest of ratings or that kind of thing. You got to be a doctor. I heard fan, especially to watch the games into the third or the fourth quarters of these preseason games. But uh, it is kind of fascinating to, to think about how many national names are indeed part of these crews. All right. Uh, let's go to college football, shall we? Uh, August 26th, the college football season kicks off that Notre Dame Navy game in Dublin. I'll be looking at that one. I know that game is on our air on the radio here in Atlantic City, uh, but we got the college football crews unveiled. Yeah, we, we talked about the NBC crews uh, in previous episodes. You know, that announcement was was made earlier, but ESPN made its big announcement. This is one of like the more comprehensive press releases you'll ever read that comes out annually, uh, typically in, in August, unveiling all the college football announcing teams. And, you know, when you look at the full list. Uh, you realize just the amount of games that ESPN uh, broadcasts across its uh, linear platform. So this doesn't even include all the ESPN Plus crews. And it's just uh, phenomenal how many different 
uh, announcers getting assignments and getting opportunities here. Uh, Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet, and Holly Rowe, uh, once again, the lead team. It's Fowler and Herbstreet, 10th year in this role as far as you know handling these saturday night football uh you know number one games of, of the week each each time for for abc and all together they've been uh teammates in college football for 28 seasons dating back to all their years with college game days so talking about a couple guys you know with a lot of chemistry uh holly Rowe back on the sidelines for them and then some big changes on kind of the top of these announcing teams mike um you know the the First one is this um, McDonough-Greg uh, McElroy uh, pairing, Sean McDonough and Greg McElroy. Uh, Todd Blackledge, you know, who had been part of ESPN's coverage for years, he's now over with the NBC lead team. And so McElroy gets a promotion joining Sean McDonough, Molly McGrath on the sidelines there. And kind of as you follow the, the dominoes from there, uh, Jesse Palmer returning to the booth. You know, he's been doing mainly studio stuff. He he used to do quite a few games as an analyst, um, you know, earlier in his uh, sports broadcasting career. And Palmer will take McElroy's spot from last year, working with Joe Tessitore and Katie George on the sidelines. And as you kind of continue to follow, you know, the these changes, uh, Dan Orlovsky's not doing college football games coverage, as far as I can tell. And as a result, RG3, Robert Griffin III, uh, will be working with Bob Wischusen, former guest of the podcast, this season on that cruise. That's Orlovsky's spot from last year. You know, there was a little bit of discussion on um, social media after this announcement as far as Robert Griffin III moving into this spot and no longer working with Mark Jones, another guest of the podcast. Those two had, you know, a tremendous chemistry. But uh, bottom line is it's going to be Wischusen, RG the uh, three and uh, Chris Budden who uh, does a ton of great work on the sidelines for that crew, um, and then other other of the top crews include uh, Pash who we mentioned earlier working with Dusty Dvorak, uh, Tob Luganbill who's in a field analyst role will be with that crew, and then as far as Mark Jones, if you're wondering what's happening uh, on his side of things with RG three moving to work with Wisconsin, Lewis Riddick moves in to work with Mark Jones. So, you know, he, he'll have a top flight uh, analyst alongside him, a uh, quick Kucinich, uh their reporter, and a ton of other new names. My number one takeaway um, from the ESPN announcement is this is a lot of changes compared to what we usually see. You know, usually there's a lot of um, – Did you mention, sort of, Phil, I'm sorry to, to, to interrupt, did you mention who was going to be calling that Thursday night game? Because it was Riddick and – um, Dan Orlovsky, you said Orlovsky's not doing anything. Who do you know who's doing that Thursday night game for ESPN? Um, that's an awfully good question. I did not see that addressed directly. Uh, my understanding is the Friday night game is Anish Shroff, uh, along with Andre Ware and Paul Carcetera. Okay. Um, I think it's the Matt Berry Dan Mullen team. The more I, I kind of ponder this. Uh, who might be on that Thursday night. I might be wrong. If any of the, the listeners um, have that information, please do share it with us. I do see that uh, former guest of the podcast, Connor Onion, is on the roster this year. Remember, Connor, uh, we had him on the podcast last year with the Maction call that went viral, and he told us a great story about his young career. So go back to the archives and check out Connor Onion, who uh, is on the roster this year. 
Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, great to see him uh, get a full-time assignment like that. And uh, yeah, you know, we mentioned the Matt Berry, Dan Mullen team. Uh, Dan Mullen's moving from the studio into the booth. So that's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Roy Philpott's back alongside Roddy Jones. Um, you know, plenty of familiar names, but again, like some new teams in terms of who they're, you know, um, getting guys settled in with and so forth. And a couple of new hires all together, um, including, um, uh, Let's see here. Orlando Franklin. Do you know that name, Mike? Uh, former offensive lineman who's now a sports talk radio guy out in Denver. Uh, he's going to be say, part I, of I, I recognize him from what I do uh, more so than uh, the play-by-play analyst uh, world. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this is a new uh, uh world for him i think you know he was a university of miami star um and now a denver sports talk radio host he's going to be working alongside george sedano another guest of the the podcast they're going to have an acc network uh package and you know um you know just kind of interesting as far as quite a few changes as you as you kind of consider it all on this espn side of things one other one brock osweiler uh, gets a promotion of sorts. He's going to be working better games uh, this year in terms of a, a different package alongside uh, Dave Fleming. All right, so a lot of college football. That all starts on the 26th uh, for you college football fans. And, um, yes, uh, Notre Dame-Navy, that is the uh, kickoff weekend, uh, August 26th for college football. All right, ESPN Radio uh, ESPN is making a lot of news. ESPN Radio making a lot of news, and uh, Mark Hesseser, uh he will be the college, uh, the college football voice for the radio side of things. And Kesterser, of course, has been a guest of our podcast. You can go back and listen to that. But uh, tell us more about the ESPN Radio college football teams. Yeah, um, that. There is some continuity there in terms of that crew returning. Mark Kestisher, along with Kelly Stauffer and Ian Fitzsimmons, uh, who you know does a lot of these marquee events on the sidelines as the reporter. So they'll be back. Uh, Mike Cousins, uh, also a former guest of the podcast, um, you know he, he will call games um, along with Max Starks. Uh, both uh, Stauffer and Starks, by the way, uh, signed contract extensions with ESPN. So congratulations to both of them. And yeah, you can uh, look forward to radio coverage, whether it's ESPN Radio, Westwood One will be doing a bunch of games. There's uh, uh, several uh, college football outlets in terms of national uh, broadcast. So we'll continue to um, you know, lasso in that information and, and keep listeners informed there as well. Yeah, by the way, for the uh, people out there who listen that are those radio buffs, there are a ton of college football radio options out there. So if you're a radio station PD and you just love filling it up, uh, not only can you get, you know, um, ESPN Radio, if you're an affiliate, Compass carries college football games. Westwood One carries college football game. There's an outlet called Touchdown Radio. Gino Toretta is the analyst on those games. There's a new kid in town this year called Gridiron Radio, and that's another one uh, that is offering games this year. So there is a lot of game options out there outside of the fact that you could go and get, you know, Notre Dame games, Penn State games, uh, if you have a team that's kind of in your geographic area. So if you like radio games, a lot of options out there uh, for you um, to check out. All right, let's um, check out Fox because Fox is in the college football world now. Oh, real quick, 
some interesting Fox uh, ESPN synergy here because ESPN uh, lost a key uh, player to Fox and they've replaced them. Yeah, Chris Felica, who left College Game Day after all those years. We've talked about Chris before on the show. Just a, a awesome story as far as their, you know, chief researcher and, and stats man and so forth, and you know, becoming an on-air personality. Well, he's over at Fox um, as their sports gambling expert across uh, multiple sports, not just college football anymore. But Stanford Steve, who a lot of people know from the Scott Van Pelt show. Uh, he's joining College Game Day, so big opportunity. And congrats to to Stanford Steve. And uh, he'll be will be will it'll be interesting to see if that's kind of reimagined a little bit, you know, or is he going to be pretty much you know doing what the Bear uh, used to do, or if it'll be a little little different, or if there'll be some tweaks, but uh, some changes over at at College Game Day. Uh, David Pollock was part of those you know ESPN layoffs. Uh, uh, a couple months back, Pat McAfee is going to have an increased uh, presence on that show, of course. But uh, Stanford Steve joins the crew as well. Okay, and then the Fox teams. Uh, Fox is in college football now. This is a, a spot that they are continuing to try to grow, and uh, they've announced their crews. Yeah, you know, I'm still waiting for the official announcement, but pretty much, you know, most of the the news is is out there in terms of the Fox crews. And it's very similar, unlike ESPN, who's really switching things up quite a bit as far as their booths go for college football. I expect a lot of what we saw last year from uh, Fox, Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, and Jenny Taft, the lead team, uh, Jason Benetti, Brock Heward, and Allison Williams, Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman. Uh, Tim uh, tweeted out his uh, early season schedule, so great to see that team together again. Um, uh, yeah, and, and on down the list, including Eric Collins and Devin Gardner, who I've had the you know pleasure to work with uh, these last few seasons as well. So looking forward to seeing Fox's coverage. Uh, they 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 continue to put resources into college football, as you mentioned. And, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be uh, interesting to see these broadcast crews uh, another season just around the corner. Okay, college football, as we mentioned, uh, on the 26th, and CBS will be in the mix as well. Uh, CBS is going to have uh, some similar sales but some different games uh, coming up. They, you know, they're going to be taking over uh, the Big Ten. The SEC is going to be on ESPN. It's going to be looking very interesting when you hear that uh, CBS song come on uh, with Ohio State and Penn State, but uh, that's going to be coming down the line here. Yeah, you know, CBS just yesterday, as we record this on Thursday, announced their uh, college football roster and also their week one uh, assignments. Brad Nessler, Gary Danielson, and, and Jenny Dell uh, return. And, you know, it will be a little bit of a, you know, um, I wouldn't say shock to the system, but certainly a different, you know, vibe. Uh, that opening game for uh, Nestler, Danielson, and Jenny Dell, Ohio State in Indiana on Saturday, September 2nd. So a little different than used to hearing the, you know, these guys' voices when they're down there at Alabama or LSU or what have you. But they'll be broadcasting from Bloomington for their huh. first game of the season. It just doesn't then, sound uh, right. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> That's right. But uh, but yeah, some other announcements in terms of this, you know, CBS roster. Uh, Tom McCarthy looks like he's going to be uh, getting more and more college football games this season. I mean, we know how busy Tom's schedule is between the, you know, the NFL work and the in the Phillies and so forth. Uh, also, he'll work a bunch of college hoops once that gets going. But he'll be working alongside, you know, a um, personality who, you know, they're giving some big opportunities to very uh, early here. Jason McCourty is going to be his analyst. Tiffany Blackman, who was with ESPN last year, will be their reporter. Uh, McCarthy also expect to see him with Ross Tucker. 
uh, quite a bit. Um, and then there's a lot of familiar names, you know, throughout the uh, CBS and CBS Sports Network uh, lineup, including the lead CBS Sports Network team of Rich Watts and Aaron Taylor. Uh, they're a duo I, I really enjoy listening to. And also worth mentioning, you know, CBS uh, has the a- Army and Navy you know, rights throughout the season. So they use a variety of, of announcers for those games. Uh, John Sadak, uh, the voice of the the Reds, does a lot of the Navy games. And then uh, you'll see Ross Tucker on a number of the Army games. Um, and uh, Chris Lewis, who's a big up-and-comer, who's also got an NFL uh, role this year as well. He'll be doing a bunch of those Army games alongside Ross Tucker. Uh, so, yeah, a lot to look forward to um, across college football. And, you know, uh, just great to see all these names coming back and play. This is, um, I-, I believe, you know, kind of uh, as as fun of a season as any when it comes to fans of, of the announcing side of things. And before we know it, uh, we're going to have some very busy uh, Saturdays uh, here in college football. All right. Uh, and uh, real quick, down in Alabama, Eli Gold is back in the booth. Yeah, this is really just kind of a heartwarming story. You know, he was uh, battling uh, multiple health issues in, in recent years, um, you know, uh, uh, all sorts of um, uh, items that had to uh, force him out of the booth last year. And uh, he rang the bell, you know, the, this past spring. Um, you know, in terms of uh, his comeback. And yeah, you know, at age 69, it uh, looks like he's going to be back in the booth. He made that announcement on a local radio station down in Alabama. So uh, I know uh, Crimson Tide fans are really looking forward to this. Eli Gold, an absolute institution. He's been calling Alabama games since 1988. Uh, I remember him as well, you know, um, just an incredible voice for NASCAR also for a number of years. He used to do this Monday night talk show on MRN radio across national syndication. And it was no pun intended, absolute gold, you know, just to hear his pipes talk about these NASCAR personalities in like a one hour magazine type show and news update show. Uh, I used to love listening to Eli gold. So just want to give him our well wishes and all the best and really exciting stuff and, and uh, great news that he'll be back in the booth this fall. All right. Uh, and also let's go to Holy moly, the NBA, we're talking NBA. They've officially announced their cruise ESPN and uh, some interesting shakeups here. Yeah. Well, this story was broken by, you know, um, several of the, the reporters who cover, you know, the sports media world from, you know, um, on such a diligent basis and that kind of thing. So it wasn't necessarily, you know, a a secret, but it became official, you know, in terms of Mike Breen, Doc Rivers and Doris Burke, uh, along with Lisa Salters reporting as that lead ESPN NBA uh, announcing team. So uh, major, 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 you know, news here on the things we talk about, obviously, you know, since uh, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson are no longer part of the equation. But, you know, some other announcements along with that that were uh, worth noting. Uh, Malika Andrews will now host all the NBA countdown shows, you know, that role that Mike Greenberg was in. So uh, that is a 
big, big assignment for her, you know, talking about a, uh, an up and comer on a fast rise, um, you know, big news in, in her career. So uh, she takes over that role. She does a lot of the daily NBA studio type shows. So, you know, she certainly knows the, the material, but this will be a whole different stage. And plus, she's got to work alongside people like Stephen A. Smith and Michael Wilbon. Uh, she's got Woj up there on the on the show as well. And then, you know, um, a big addition, which was Bob Myers. And, you know, Bob Myers, a very successful uh executive in the nba you know led golden state you know to four nba championships he will be joining espn both as a studio analyst but also will be doing some games as well so really looking forward to see you know how he comes across the airwaves uh so that's big news and then it looks like espn has really created a definitive B team or second team, you know, after, you know, the, the Mike Breen, Doc Rivers, Doris Burke pairing, Ryan Rucco, JJ Reddick and Richard Jefferson will be, you know, the uh, other core regular NBA announcing team, you know, so they'll get, um, you know, shows on ABC along with other marquee games and into the NBA playoffs and that kind of thing. Reddick and Jefferson, you know, people have reported both were in the running for that, you know, a uh, number one team. And, you know, this might be a way to, you know, kind of take care of them at the same time, giving them this, this uh, regular package and, and that kind of thing. And then uh, returning play by players include Mark Jones and Dave Pash. Um, you know, Jones, who we've had on the program, we talked about him as far as his college football assignments this year. He also calls games for the Sacramento Kings. He's been around since 1990. Uh, we all know about Dave Pash as well. And then you got to love this, Mike. And we talked about this before. Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald, is who had this first. Hubie Brown back for his 50th season in the NBA, his 20th season with ESPN. And he will be age 90. Uh, he'll turn age. He'll turn ninety in September, and uh, he'll be uh, taking on another season here. Uh, still able to get it done. He'll be calling games uh, primarily uh, alongside both Mark Jones and Dave Pash. So something to look forward to there as well. But yeah, ESPN made it official. A lot of talk in this offseason as far as their crews go. But uh, we finally know exactly what we're dealing with here heading into the NBA season with the ESPN. Yeah, Ryan Rucco, uh, who did a lot of WNBA stuff, uh, does uh, what Brooklyn Nets games. Uh, J.J. Redick like his work as well. Richard Jefferson, that new broadcast. And some people are speculating uh, that they're kind of grooming them to kind of be the next uh, team uh, down the road, so we shall see. Um, but uh, looking forward to uh, JJ Redick, Richard Jefferson. I think that tandem will be very good. And as you mentioned, Bob Myers uh, on the set now, so you get to hear from uh, two-time NBA Executive of the Year, who was building those Warriors teams. You know, everybody always talks about the ESPN uh, pre and post game. Uh, not quite at the level of the TNT show, uh, but we'll see if Bob Myers can help bring some more insight. Uh, to their uh, pre- and post-game stuff. Let's go to Major League Baseball where we saw the return of Kevin Brown, and uh, this was kind of an interesting week. We talked and opined a lot on that Kevin Brown situation last week. Uh, He is now back in the booth. He had a whole statement that seemingly uh, he was forced to put out or he put out. You can speculate whatever you want on how that came out, but Kevin Brown was back. Yeah, Kevin Brown made his return. Uh, Yeah, like you said, you know, there was a a statement from Kevin and, you know, it 
it seemed like he was towing the company line. And, you know, sometimes that's kind of what you need to do. We'll see what happens, you know, um, maybe in the off season, you know, as we talked about his stock is probably gone up quite a bit and uh, maybe there'll be some, some other opportunities, you know, I can understand from Kevin's perspective and in, in him wanting to get back to baseball and doing his job. Um, from our perspective, I think it's important that we don't let the Orioles off the hook here. This was very egregious what what went down this this summer with them, and you know we talked about it a bunch on 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 the last show and and so forth. So uh, I hope this doesn't just kind of get forgotten about, and you know uh, you know ownership and management at places like the Orioles who are you know so overbearing to to some of these you know broadcasters and you know just like a, a little ridiculous you know uh, with some of this stuff um that they just don't go back to business as usual so uh, i think it's it's it, it's worth continuing to be talked about even though uh, i can totally understand at the same time how you know kevin wants to, to get back to work here uh absolutely let's listen in on what uh, and by the way um he had some great references in the comeback he didn't even miss a beat coming right back there was the whole clip the other night that went viral with him talking about blink 182 and singing the song there but let's listen uh in on what um al michaels weighed in on this on the outside the lines this past week and uh, let's hear what uh hall of fame broadcaster al michaels had to say about this orioles uh, announcing situation when I heard and read about it, Jeremy, I thought it was A, either a joke, or B, there had to be something much more insidious behind the suspension. Uh, and now that I realize that uh, it had almost everything to do with apparently what was said about Tampa Bay and playing uh, the Rays and having a lot of success recently when they had none in the last three years, uh, I agree. There should be a suspension here. They should suspend the doofus that suspended Kevin Brown. Pretty strong comments there from one Al Michaels. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You know, keep it coming. And any, any media types, especially ones with you know that kind of clout as as Al Michaels um, taking on you know just again the the uh, the absolute ridiculous nature of of this suspension that went down this summer. If it wasn't for the media uh, pursuing stories like this, this might've gotten completely swept under the rug, which was the Orioles, you know, desire with this. And we might not have ever even known about this Kevin Brown situation. And meanwhile, you know, um, you know, the Angelos family could continue to to do these kind of things. I don't know if it's going to change your behavior or not, but at least, (laughs) you know, uh, the sunshine has been, uh, you know, shined on, you know, this story and hopefully uh, some of the other issues across uh, baseball. It's funny because I was listening to the Phillies game last night and uh, Tom McCarthy, uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber strikes out. He says, ah, oh, he's in an 0 for 13 slump. And I, and my first thought was, well, you get fired for saying that down in Baltimore, right? You can't mention that the player is in a little bit of a, a slump. He, he also mentioned that Alec Bohm was really in a, the first slump of his season. He said, really, going back to April, he's in a 1 for 14. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, these broadcasters now, I wonder if they're thinking of these kind of things. But uh, let's hear some of the good from Kevin Brown. Take us to the top of the 10th. Now Castle waiting, Henderson at third. And Mullins drives this one into right field. That's a fair Get ball. Up. That is deep. That is oh out of here. Cedric Mullins oh robs gosh. a home run. Cedric Mullins hits a home run. And the Orioles are back in front. Are you kidding me? Cedric had, this is probably the greatest 
two half innings I've ever seen a player have. He brings a home run back, hits one foul, and then comes back and hits a two-run homer to get the Orioles a two-run lead. So Brown back in the booth like he didn't miss a beat. Yeah, I'll hand it to Brown, though. I uh, That's some difficult um, announcing when your analyst is, is talking on top of you quite a bit there. Brad Brock, you know, the, the analyst uh, for this one. But uh, Kevin, you know, certainly uh, shining. Uh, there was a bunch of highlights, uh, you know, in that Seattle series. Uh, Cedric Mullins, you know, had this huge catch before that, that home run as well. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe the Orioles should talk to the analysts as far as talking over you know, their play-by-play announcer. <laughs> Speaking of uh, great play-by-play announcing, a great moment for all broadcasters, the opportunity to call a no-no, and that happened at Citizens Bank Park, which, by the way, I was watching the moment. It was a wild night, and I got to give props to the entire NBC Philadelphia crew. I thought they really did a great job of highlighting the no-hitter, the moment, and everything involved. They did not go to commercial between the eighth and ninth inning, they showed Michael Lorenzen stepping on the top step, walking to the mound. They kept it there for his uh, in-between inning warm-ups and really let the pictures tell the story about what was going on. This was a pretty special night. He had just got traded there. He was making his first-ever start in Philadelphia. His mother was supposed to leave because it got rained out. They bumped him, and he she stayed And they showed her and captured his wife and daughter earlier in the game, by the way. uh, There was another player from the Phillies, Weston Wilson, who made his major league debut at 28 years old. He had a home run in his first ever at bat. So you had that story going on. It was alumni weekend. So you had all different Philly veterans and greats in town. Nick Castellanos hit two home runs, Phil. It was his 199th and 200th home run. And then... This happened. Oh. One more pitch, he's saying. One more pitch. One more pitch. The 3-2 pitch. Swung on, popped up. Shallow center field. Rojas sprinting it. He's under it. He has space. Makes the catch. And Michael Lorenzen has thrown the 14th no-hitter in Philadelphia Phillies history. He is being mobbed by his teammates. As the Phillies shut out the Nationals seven nothing. That's Tom McCarthy. John Cruck was the analyst for the game. Uh, there you go. So Michael Lorenzen throws a no-hitter in his first home start for the Phillies. But it was a wild night at the ballpark, and he got that moment. Yeah, and I agree with you, Mike. I was able to catch quite a bit of that as well, You know, especially just that kind of uh, conclusion of that one. And great job by the, the production crew. Uh, with NBC Sports Philadelphia really capturing that whole uh, feel and all the emotions going on uh, across the ballpark. All right. Uh, How about a fun story in baseball? The play-by-player Dave Fleming. What happened to him? Yeah, Dave Fleming. I mean, talk about a guy who's been having a lot of fun with broadcasting, you know, as of late. He got to call, you know, a game with his brother um, just for the second time in their broadcasting careers. Will Fleming, who's a voice of the the Red Sox. Uh, Dave Fleming, uh, who we mentioned as part of that ESPN college football 
um, announcer roster. Uh, he is one of the voices of the San Francisco Giants. And get this, the San Francisco Giants uh, apparently have a uh, fantasy league that they have uh, annually. And whoever finishes in last place uh, has to serve as a bat boy you know, during a, a given game and uh, Fleming finished in last place in the club's fantasy league and had to work as a bat boy for, for three innings. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting. Like the actual bat boy says he usually gets five miles of walking and running in during a normal game. And, you know, he mentioned that it's a lot different now with the pitch clock as well. You know, a lot more hustle required from those bat boys. So Fleming gets a workout as a bat boy for finishing last in his fantasy league and then has to hustle back to the booth uh, to start the call for him in the the fourth inning but just kind of a fun story there as far as you know uh, some lighthearted fun for the Giants and it's great to see an announcer involved in that kind of thing yeah that was a great story I saw him dressed in the uniform too it wasn't like he was just out there doing it he had the full gear the full uniform on uh good sport Dave Fleming uh baseball this weekend we're recording on Thursday and uh you got Fox Thursday baseball with uh Jason Benetti John Smoltz and Ken Rosenthal they're getting ready uh for the stretch run here yeah, there's actually a, a you know Thursday night action on on Fox on the big Fox uh, tonight. If you're you know catching this on Thursday, uh, Mets and Cardinals, as you mentioned, Benetti, Smoltz, and Rosenthal. A portion of the country will also get Tigers at Guardians. That's Kenny Albert and AJ Przinsky. So Kenny will get that in before heading to some some preseason action this weekend. A uh, more Apple TV Plus action this weekend. Uh, games uh, in Cincinnati and a big, you know, series in terms of at least ratings. Traditionally, uh, Red Sox and Yankees are this season, and you know the Friday night game will be on uh, Apple TV Plus. Wayne Rondazzo, Dontrell Willis, and Heidi Watney on the call there. Uh, it the um, Yankees Red Sox series will be on FS1 on Saturday. Uh, ESPN Radio will carry that as well with Roxy Bernstein and Doug Glanville on the call, and then Sunday evening. Uh, is that, if you recall, the MLB Little League Classic at Historic Bowman Field in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, the Little League World Series uh, now underway. And, uh, yeah, you know, MLB uh, heads into Williamsport on Sunday. That'll be Phillies and Nationals. Uh, the Sunday night crew, uh, Ravage and company, will be there, Bernstein and Glanville on ESPN Radio, and there's even a kids cast over on ESPN too. So uh, a lot of baseball action uh, per usual for folks uh, to take in this weekend. Yeah. And of course, don't forget the little league uh, world series is going on as well. So you got a plethora of broadcasters, including Carl Ravitch calling those games. I mean, they are on TV essentially nonstop. I mean, now uh, they are just filling the day up with uh, those Little League World Series games. And Carl Ravitch is on the schedule for those. And then, as you mentioned, he's got the uh, Sunday night baseball game as well. And then we're wrapping up the soccer. The Women's World Cup, we're down to the final. Yeah, there, there'll be a third-place game uh, early Saturday uh, morning, if you're um, you know, jonesing for your last little bits of the Women's World Cup here in those wee hours, uh, you can check out the Thursday game on uh, Saturday morning. I think that one's a 4 a.m. Eastern start with John Strong on the call. And then uh, J.P. Della Camara and Allie Wagner, you know, the lead team for Fox, uh, they'll be handling the final 
Um, you know, kind of disappointing over here stateside that the, the U.S. team isn't in this uh, position, but it'll be Spain versus England. Uh, that'll go off at 6 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday morning on Fox. All right. Uh, so the World Cup women's side is uh, coming to an end. And then uh, Messi, he was right up the road for me the other night. Place was packed, 19,000. Uh, Dave Leno called that game on the radio, a guy that I know a little bit, um, and he had the radio broadcast. They call those games locally on 97.5, the Fanatic up in Philly as Messi came to Philly and got a goal and a win, and Messi mania is taking over. Yeah, the, Messi just keeps on rolling. And uh, I was in Miami not too long ago, and uh, it was pretty wild to be be down there. You know, they, they were playing one of these games um, on television. You know, the, the, the restaurants and bars did manage uh, to figure it out. You know, obviously with that kind of demand down there in that market to get the a- Apple TV Plus uh, broadcast on MLS uh, season pass uh, going in the in the in the, in the uh, different establishments and so forth i saw people like on the streets just random streets mike like outside of like a a cvs i saw somebody selling bootleg messy jerseys you know like so like it's just like they're they're going absolutely bananas down there and he continues to you know uh um you know kind of toy a little bit with the mls uh, defenses here i think it was a 4-1 win over the philadelphia union the game you mentioned who went to the finals last year yeah, who was the top team. And, you know, Miami hasn't lost since they brought on Messi. They were, you know, uh, absolute cellar dwellers, you know, before Messi arrived. Nine goals in six games. Well, another opportunity as it's the League's Cup final. So this is kind of like within the MLS season, uh, this other tournament going on, um, you know, a, a uh, part of the CONCACAF, um, a World Cup style club competition. But Inter-Miami is on the verge of winning that uh, that'll be Saturday night on Apple TV Plus when they take on Nashville in Nashville. So, uh, yeah, messy mania continuing here in the States. All right. And uh, that is uh, a wrap for us. 61 in the books here. A lot in there. Hopefully you enjoyed it. A lot of preseason football. Go out there and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer to get ready for the football season. College football, we told you all that. The NBA announcing the MLB down the stretch. They come a no-hitter. Kevin Brown returns. And uh, the end of the Women's World Cup and Messi Mania all jam-packed. Into episode 61, don't forget, like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast feed. That helps out big time. Great reviews on Apple. Leave us a five-star rating. And uh, if you do that, we can continue to pump these out for you guys and get notoriety to some of the broadcasters out there. And, of course, converse about all the big stories. Uh, All right, Phil, that is a wrap for us. We got uh, next week we'll have another podcast for you on Last Word on Sports. Check out George Offman's Tell Me a Story I Don't Know uh, from the Tuesday uh, episode. Uh, We got uh, TJ Reeves with Last Word on Sports Media. He takes a look at all the big media stories, ratings, and all sorts of stuff in that world. And then, of course, the announcer's schedules podcast. Episode 61 in the books. For Phil, I'm Mike. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. This has been the Announcer Schedules Podcast on Last Word on Sports.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.